0: Human. Dalek.
1: Come
0: on! Oh, no, no,
1: no, no! Find the doctor! Extarminate! Daleks are bad enough at any time, but right now they're vulnerable. That makes them more dangerous than ever. Monsters! monsters! It started. <laughs> Gotta get everyone out. Hooverville's the lowest place a man can fall. There's nowhere else to go. <gasps> oh my god. Take it! Hate. I will be the destroyer of our greatest enemy! Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who, and on this episode, we are going to be discussing two episodes of Doctor Who... Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks. This is a two-part story from series three or the 2007 series of Doctor Who starring David Tennant. So who are we? Well, I am Kyle Jones and joining me always on this podcast, Mr. Lee Shackelford. Lee, what's going on? How are you? I'm well. I've been on the road a lot and
2: uh, I'm about to be on the road again. So I'm I'm tired I'm just tired but uh but uh, glad to be with you guys so
1: well onward I'm always glad for having all three of us. I know we've said this before, and we hope that the three of us when people are listening to this show, I really, really hope that what I feel that is the camaraderie and the on air chemistry between the three of us really comes through because. I miss talking to both of the two of you at one time, week to week to week, because we took off last week because we knew sure. this was going to be a two-parter. So welcome back. And again, you know, glad to have you back and glad always to welcome Mr. Clarence Brown. Clarence, what's going on with you? How are you?
0: Doing pretty good, man. Doing good. Uh, happy to be on for another episode.
1: Well, as just said, glad to have you back and glad to have everyone listening who is listening to this podcast. If you are new to the show, we're glad to have you here. Or if you're a long time listener, welcome back. Thanks for listening to another episode. And if you are new to the show, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Stitcher, go to Spotify, however you get your podcast and subscribe because that makes sure that you get all the latest episodes. So gentlemen, I think it's time to get into the news, so let's just go ahead and get into the news. The first thing I have is Doctor Who wins a Visionary Award. This is part of BAFTA, and it won in the category of Best TV Show for Series 11. It was recognized for its first season with a female doctor and for episodes such as Rosa. So curious, you know, we've gone back and forth as to Series 11 and what we did and didn't like about it. Are you surprised that it received a BAFTA, which I think, Lee, correct me if I'm wrong here, that's sort of like an Emmy version in the States, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are we surprised that it won Best TV Show? Nah, I'm not. What about you, Clarence?
0: Uh, Neither am I. It's it's renowned around the world. So (laughs) I think a lot of people, even though it's stirred up a lot of controversy, uh, oftentimes good things do. So I don't know if we want to look at that as a good or a bad thing. But I do certainly think personally, it was a a very solid season and I had fun with it. So I'm glad to see that uh, critics are are having the same feeling.
1: Yeah, me too. And I'm also glad that you know, as far as the season going and touching on some very poignant episodes, I'm glad to see Rosa got recognition and that they, you know, specifically for that episode. Yeah. So another thing that I want to mention that is a bit of sad news. Um, I think it was on the first of uh, February last, I believe fa- that was on Friday. Uh, Clive Swift, uh, this is an actor who has appeared twice. On Doctor Who, uh, first appearing in 1985 as a sixth Doctor story with Colin Baker. And then he returned in 2007 in the Christmas special that we're coming up on probably about six or eight weeks from now. Uh, while his television credits date back to the 1960s, he is best known for his portrayal of Richard Bucket in the British television comedy Keeping Up Appearances. He was starring, of course, alongside Patricia Rutledge as Hyacinth Bouquet. He was 82. So, uh, Clive Swift, Lee, do you remember him from that 1985 ser- uh, story?
2: I do well I I remember him from uh, keeping up appearances I I don't
1: I don't have him connected with Dr. Who Well um, then just keep your eyes peeled because he's coming up like you know and at Chris at the Christmas special Okay so yeah I and I and I'm kind of like you I knew him best as Richard Bouquet our buddy It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Bouquet, <Yes>. it's bouquet. <laughs> So Clarence I have a feeling come next weekend you're going to be somewhere in Florida any um, idea of why you're going to Florida next weekend?
0: Uh, yes. Yeah, so we will be at Pensacon, which is in Pensacola, Florida, the Pensacola Comic Con, uh, February 22nd through 24th this year, which they'll have many notable guests. Uh For us Doctor Who fans, there will be Peter Davison, Colin Baker, as well as Catherine Tate. Now, unfortunately, on the cancellation list, I know Cal <laughs> won't be happy about this, we have Michelle Gomez uh missing herself, not making it, as uh-huh. well as Alex Kingston, yeah. River Song, not making it as well, so... Sad news there, but there will still be some who in attendance. Yeah.
1: Uh, And I think when you messaged me, my response to that was kill me now. (laughs) Yeah. But you know how I've
2: come to look at this over the years, these actors that we respect and love when when they have to cancel out on a con like that, it's because they've got a job. Right. And uh, and so, you know michelle gomez and alex kingston they've they've got some work and it means they're going to be making something that we'll probably really enjoy so you know it's the consolation prize obviously but um still you know good for them
1: yeah that's what i always say yep good for them and 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 since you mentioned um clarence since you mentioned um michelle gomez Um, interesting conversation. I'll throw in a little tidbit here that I had at work with a coworker of mine today. We were talking about, Hey, what are you watching now? And she mentioned, Oh, well, I know you're watching The Walking Dead because The Walking Dead returned, uh, last or, you know, this past weekend. And the, the conversation proceeded to talking about Netflix shows. And she said, Oh, you've got to watch Sabrina. And I said, Oh, well, I've heard about it, but I haven't really watched it. And she said, yes, there's this character on it. She's this school teacher, I think was what she said. And she said, you're, I I just know you. I just really think you're going to, you know, like this. And I said, Oh, okay. And she said, let me show you a picture of her because she's like so evil. And of course, (laughs) Michelle Gomez. And I knew she was in it, but I didn't, I just thought that that was so ironic that, um, you know, she's telling me how much I really think you're going to like this character. And I was like, oh, yeah, i probably will. <laughs> so, guys, do you have any other things for the news before we just get into the review itself?
2: I, I thought we were still talking about something in the future, but uh, but it is in the present. Um, David Tennant's podcast, which is called David Tennant Does a Podcast With. It's something like that. Yeah but but it ends with a leader because every week it's an interview show and he has and um his guest this week is Jody Whittaker so and we know that they're great pals from uh, Broadchurch days so uh but yeah uh so if you want to hear the 10th doctor talking to the 13th mm-hmm. interesting yeah david tennant's podcast breaks so. the first
1: law of time exactly
2: <laughs> but uh yeah but it it would just be interesting to hear these two fine actors uh, i'm sure talking about acting and about what what it what it's like being cast as the doctor it's a uh,
1: you know i have a confession and and i'm and i'm very very like i i should have some of my who cred taken away i've not listened to the first episode yet i have them oh, downloaded wow. but i haven't w- listened to them
2: yet yeah well all of us who make podcasts uh, often have trouble finding time to listen to them but uh and, of course, if people are presented with the choice of listening to David Tennant's podcast and discussing who. Okay. Go, to, go listen
1: to David Tennant. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, David Tennant. What's wrong with he, you? That's right. Yeah. You, Why not, not both? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, go listen to see, Y'all didn't let me finish, guys. Mm. Go listen to David Tennant first. Then come and listen God. to us. Save the best for last, right? Uh, I say exactly. Or working up to it. Got you. Got you. Got you all right well guys i say let's um get into the show what do you say yeah all right so if anyone has not seen daleks in manhattan if you've not seen evolution of the daleks you know what time it is put us on pause because from henceforth spoilers
0: spoilers spoilers spoilers
1: Spoilers. All righty. Spoiler warning has gone out. And I just realized that um, when I told people to put us on pause, I forgot to say, go watch the episode. Because from henceforth, spoilers. So I hope no one is still just sitting us on pause. But if you are, we definitely understand because Kyle messed that up. But if you <laughs> are back with us, We are glad you're back with us. So, Evolution of the Daleks, Daleks in Manhattan. These two episodes are the fourth and fifth episodes of the 2007 series of Doctor Who. And it originally aired, or they originally aired, first the 21st of April 2007, and then on the 28th of April 2007. So, initial thoughts, the broad overview what say ye? So Clarence, why don't you start us out? First initial thoughts. What did you think?
0: Um, it was much slower paced than I remembered it being, uh, but I did think I had fun with it. Um, I love this slightly different take take on the Daleks. It reminded me a lot of what we saw this season in the New Year's, um, was it New Year special? Yeah, the New yeah. Year's special mm-hmm. with the yeah. Dalek. Uh, and uh, also, it 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 occurred to me that uh, David Tennant's DNA gets around a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> not in a way you think, probably. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if I'm the guy, who enjoyed the episode
1: though. What about you, what about Dave?
2: You? I have not watched this since it aired because uh, I I just I hated it so much. I just it just made me ill, and um, so I came back to it dragging my feet, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. So that's always a pleasant surprise. Uh, There are still many things in this episode that just make me say, oh, come on. So, but, you know, uh, (laughs) but at least I was
1: pleasantly surprised. How about you? I think I'm going to agree with Lee Shackelford on this one, because I can honestly say that this was two episodes that I have watched more than once. I will say that I have watched it more than once but probably only a small handful of times, you know, like less than five times watching them. They're not one of the ones I go back to, mainly because the pigs irritated me, and I just didn't really enjoy the episode for the most part. That being said... Maybe age has made me kinder, perhaps, but uh, <laughs> I did enjoy it better this time. And it could be because I'm going at it from a perspective of trying to review it as opposed to just watching it. Yeah, yeah. So an interesting thing that I found that ties into this, the, and I'm curious to what you guys think of this. This story was written by Helen Rainer. She is the mm-hmm. first woman to write for the revived series and is the first woman ever to write a Dalek story. This block was originally intended and assigned to Stephen Moffat, who had to pull out for some reason or whatever. He, in turn, offered to write the Dr. Light episode for this particular season. So, imagine a world where he (laughs) had written this particular two-part story, what I, that might would have been yeah. like, but on okay. the flip of that. <laughs> we wouldn't have blink. Bingo. Yeah. Thoughts. What do you guys think? Did it did it work out for the better, I'm assuming? <laughs> he made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, and I, I don't know enough about the deal. Was he just being challenged to write a two-parter, or was this an outline that had been given to him and he, he needed to... Um, to, to realize it as a script. I, you know, I, I don't know. um, But I, I just think that the second part of this has got grave, grave problems. And I don't know if he would have been the, I don't know if he would have fixed it or gone in a different direction or what.
1: And, and that's curious if the story, like you just said, was it outlined or mm. was it just did, you know, were you told here's a Dalek story and go with it and, and, you know, she went with it, so. So the, the story starts actually with the doctor and Martha arriving in New York City in late 1930s during the U.S. Great Depression. They land the TARDIS at the base of the Statue of Liberty and they travel to Hooverville, a tent city in New York. So guys, question about Hooverville. What did you think of this setting and specifically Hooverville What did you think about it? What did you know of it? Or was this something that was new to you? So curious. What did you guys think?
0: Um, I had only known of it from the last time I watched this episode, which Mm -hmm. is kind of bad for me. Uh, I should know the history here. But uh, I like the setup that it provides. Uh, Definitely being after the the Great Depression. And, you know, it's it's hard to find jobs. And you have these people that are kind of just living it out. In in Central Park, so I thought that concept was pretty cool. Um, I think I think the episode had a lot of things going against it, and maybe being in New York is one of them, <laughs> because I don't know if the uh, the majority of the actors were British. I'm assuming they were, but you're taking British actors and you're putting them first of all, making them all talk America, American English, mm-hmm. and and then you put them in the 30s, so it's like a Double uh, kind of thing they have to get over to kind of relay what it was like to live in that era, and I found like for me maybe and maybe I'm getting off the question you actually asked, but I feel like maybe the accents and stuff didn't feel right to me when we, when we first got in um uh, uh in that in Hooverville. So I don't know. I, I like the concept. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's historical. Maybe you guys can speak to that. But I, I thought it made sense in the context of the story. Cool. So, what did you think, Lee? Uh,
2: I, I remember being excited about this when we saw the the next time trailer way back when, uh, when it was first airing, uh, because I love I love New York's I love New York City, and I've just been nuts always about all things um, from the 1930s, really the 20s through the 40s, but. Um, but the idea of a doctor who that was going to be set in New York in 1930, I was just, I just couldn't wait. And it looked like it was going to have a kind of a musical theater aspect to it too. I said, man, they, this is another one of these episodes. They wrote this for me. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think I was so angry at it before, because I just felt so disappointed. But, but the vision of New York, uh, generally it was something that I, I really liked about it that I thought was really, really strong. So, you know, there's that. It is um I, I got real interested in this cast so I was looking up some of these folks that I that I didn't know and uh it's an interesting mix they did shoot a lot of this in New York City and um it's a combination it's a kind of a blend of uh, of uh, American actors talking American and British actors oh, talking really? American huh. yeah
0: I'm surprised uh, <laughs> yeah
2: uh, including uh, of course su- surprise guest star Andrew Garfield for heaven's sake who yeah. uh whose mother is English and, you know, he, he was born in, uh, California.
0: California. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But they moved to England when he was three. So is he English? Is he American? I think
0: he does speak with the accent, right? Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, it's, it seems to
2: me, yeah, that he does. He has grown, you know, it's wherever you grew up. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, of course, he's doing his uh, this this hillbilly off. Uh, I'm from with, Tennessee, his, y'all. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I buy it. Be, I mean, it sounds like a very cartoony accent, except that I think we all know people who talk just like that. So members of my extended
1: family. Yeah, deals. we're from Tennessee. We're going to cook with a stick of butter, y'all. Yeah, stick of butter. <laughs> well, here's one thing that I actually did like about this was I just like I did with, Demons of the Punjab, not knowing about the partition of India. I mm. didn't know anything about Hooverville, and it prompted me to go and research more about Hooverville, which, interestingly enough, I did not know that, I mean, I assumed that it was named after Herbert Hoover, Hooverville, and yeah. so I got that part. I did not not know that it was the name for, For many of these cities that sprung up during the Great Depression, not just specifically in Central Park.
2: Right. No, there were
0: Hoovervilles everywhere. Wow. That's interesting. Uh, Yeah. And I will say, like in this episode, you know, the whole notion of the Great Depression and Hoovervilles springing up everywhere. You mentioned Demons of the Punjab. To me, in Demons of the Punjab, maybe we stayed in that, the, the notion of the apartheid stayed with the episode the entire time. And I felt it the entire time. Whereas in Daleks of the Manhattan seemed like it was just bookended by these, this event to me. I don't Mm. know.
1: Very good observation, actually. Mm -hmm, Yeah, it was correct. Me if I'm wrong here, guys, but based on what Clarence just said, this was more like a plot device Used to get cannon fodder for the Daleks, not a story about Hooverville am I right yeah, in that
2: right, or about the Empire State Building or about <laughs> or about theater in the 1930s or you know yeah it's, it's it's just it's just all over the place and
0: yeah, hey, I'm not going to complain about Tallulah. I'm no, not going to complain no. at all.
2: Tallulah's <laughs> so, wonderful
1: so all right, since you guys brought it up, let's go down. The list we've already talked about Frank. So you, you know, talked or you brought up Tallulah. So Clarence, you said you're not going to complain about because I actually almost probably and probably do have a complaint. So what did you like about the character? Um, in, in, uh, I don't want to be
0: superficial here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I thought that she brought some fun to the episode. I mean, in addition to being eye candy, which, you know, sorry, I'm a guy, but I I, I thought she brought some fun to the episode. And then I love the whole relationship with her and Laszlo. I thought how she was still would stick with this guy even after, you know, being turned to a pig pig faced. Uh, I I thought that was really cool. And I love the fun performance that she had in this episode. I'm not even a big musical stage music theater dancing person but i thought the number she had in this episode was was pretty awesome
1: okay so lee what about you what did you think yeah she
2: she is she is a she's um not just a type but a stereotype of the um the tough as nails um uh broadway chorus girl of the 30s i mean it it it, that character turns up again and again and again and uh um, in plays and movies. And, uh, so here she is again. And it, and it's fun. It's, it's just, it's just fun. And she's, um uh, she's tough as nails, but she's got a heart as gold. And, um, yeah, we, we like that, that sweetness. Um, there's a character a lot like her in, uh, the Fantastic beasts films as well. And, uh, I like her too. Or I did until she became a Nazi spoiler. <laughs> so anyway.
0: Yeah. Also, there's like a, a wonderful moment in this episode where, she has a prop gun, but the doctor and Martha—they don't know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's she's like waving it around, pointing it all at her face. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm not stupid, doctor. And, you know, like oh, watch yeah. it, watch it. <laughs> I, I, like Lisa said, I, I thought she was
1: just fun. So here, here is my only complaint, and you know, someone could equally say the same thing about. Um, Andrew Garfield's country-fied Tennessee accent. But the only thing that just kind of irritated me at first about her was there was something about that voice that just was overdone. Just to me. That was just... Yeah. Yeah.
0: But but like Lee said, she's playing a very stereotypical character. um. So, you know, I kind of expected it out of her.
1: I will tell you what this has prompted me to do is reading up about her I found that her, na- her, the actress's name is Miranda Rais, Raison, and I'm going to say re- Raison? Raison? Yeah, I-, I wondered about that too. How does she say that? How does she say it? Um, but the actress also has appeared in several big Finnish audio dramas and huh. notably as the sixth doctor's companion named Constance Clark. So now I'm tempted to find out more about Constance Clark to hear her voice. Something else other than Tallulah.
2: Yeah. Not that.
1: So, hmm. so what did you guys think of Laszlo? You know, we mentioned him about. You know, her boyfriend had been turned into a pig.
2: <laughs> it's one of the things that, that irked me about the uh, the episode when I saw it before was that it, I don't I don't understand for story purposes why. We can save his life, but we can't turn him back into a a human being. Um, I I I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> I, it's the the whole pig thing. I just didn't I didn't understand. I don't I don't find pigs frightening, so they weren't they they weren't scary. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know. I just don't know what RTD's uh, thing with with humanoid pigs. The,
2: this is the larger question. Yeah, because we we've seen the the pigs before. I don't. Yeah. What what's going on with the with the pigs? Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. maybe you know, Tallulah wanted to uh, be able to go around and tell people. You know, my my husband, my boyfriend, is just a complete pig.
0: Hmm.
1: Or did he bring brings home the bacon? Right? <laughs> or he hams it up all the time. He <laughs> hams it up. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it, it was him predicting the future that Andrew Garfield would once uh, be Spider Man in the future. Because uh, I, I was thinking Spider-Ham when he got... That's right. right. Oh, <laughs> that Parker, good. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a
1: good one. So what did you guys think of Mr. Diagoras, the guy uh, that was the person who was basically strong-arming in many ways these people from Hooverville to work all these gruesome hours and disappear and don't ask questions? Yeah. What did you guys think of him as a character... In that first part of this story, he's another another stereotype. We've seen that guy
2: who's muscling people around like that. We've seen that a million times too. That's very that's very classic Doctor Who. Actually, is that that guy who's pushing the project, you know? And, and we don't know why exactly, but it's got to be done tonight. And you know, I don't care who who drops in their tracks, but. Yeah, but that is um, Eric Lauren, who is a, a famous uh, voice actor uh, as Mr. Diagoras and as Dalek Sek. So that really is him um, throughout the, the two-parter. And uh, uh, he's a lot more interesting as Dalek Sek <laughs> than as Mr. Diagoras. Because so. Dalek Sek is actually conflicted. He's got a lot of interesting things going
0: on. So. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. What, like one of the things that really puzzled me. Cause once he melded or got consumed, uh, spoilers for the rest of the episode. I'm sorry. No, go no for uh, it. B- but, but, but I wondered why his outlook was so different. Seemed like he was more empathetic. Maybe that's not the right word. Yeah. Uh, than he was early on, you know, uh, and, and, and speaking of him, like as a human, I thought it was, I thought the episode or the premise of the episode being during the Great Depression, actually was made a lot of sense of how he was getting workers in there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I I like that part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Me too. that, that if that happened today, it would be very,
2: things would be very different. Um, although uh, like we saw in, um, um, is it rise of the Cybermen? Um, yeah, you can also just make the homeless disappear and that. So, you know, I guess, I guess there's always that, but, um, yeah, it, I hadn't thought about it before. I mean, the I, I, I think you ask a really good question, Clarence, because I I had thought the reason why Dalek Sec is conflicted is because now he's he's half human, um, and since Daleks hate everybody that isn't them, um, yeah, what's that going to be like inside his 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 new tentacled head? Um, but yeah, if the ha- human half is Mister. Diagoras. Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah. How, how did he get to be so, how did he get to be so kind and thoughtful all of a sudden?
0: Yeah. Cause that guy was a jerk. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. So blending him with a Dalek should just, <laughs> just, just make a Dalek with legs. So, yeah. Uh, which is what they said they wanted.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? I'd never thought about it like that. But if you take a butthole for the, for lack of a better term, and, Pair him with a uh, Dalek. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you right. don't yeah. really, you know, two, as they say, two wrongs don't make a right.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. So why yeah. do you why do you get to Dalek, this guy? Yeah, and you know, I, I was reminded that I was just sort of thinking about why I disliked um, ev- uh, Evolution of the Daleks so very much because because one thing that, that really struck me watching it again was that I really thought Daleks in Manhattan was fine. I really liked the first part of it. All the way through, it's just when when we create the, the the human Dalek hybrid that the whole thing goes off the rails to me. And I just thought the the script is uh, poorly structured, and it just goes off on wild tangents. And I just I was losing interest. But uh, I was realizing that maybe for the first time that part of my problem with Dalek Sek is just the design of that character. I didn't mind the idea of a human Dalek hybrid. And I like the idea that he was conflicted once he was created and that 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 made him a threat to the cult of Scarrow. So they turn on him. You know, I thought all oh, that was kind of cool. But what had bugged me before was just the idea that he's going to have a head with tentacles
1: on it that don't serve any purpose except to look weird. Mm, so that was something I wanted to ask you guys about. That was on my notes. So that that whole I've got a squid octopus looking Things sitting on my head with a brain right. exposed. What did you guys think? So obviously Lee, you know, that <laughs> perturbed you. Clarence, what did you think <laughs> of that look seeing this basic human Dalek with a squid on its head? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? When you phrase it,
2: it that way.
0: <laughs> in, in, in these two episodes. In, in my opinion, it just felt like par for the course. Um, we have pig heads. We have squid heads. Um, yes, that's yep. kind of what we're doing here. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so it, it it really didn't bother me all that much. Um, but I think maybe what bothered me more or made me think more is why this sudden change. And I know what they're going for. Either going for that human emotion side, conflicting the Dalek DNA. Um, that's definitely what they were going for. But I didn't. It didn't feel right to me for some reason and then you have the doctor like just jumping into bed with this guy <laughs> uh which i couldn't and still i don't know to this point is was he just pretending to be alone with them or was he serious mm-hmm. when they were trying to fix uh or create this this new formula for the humans that were kind of like suspended above them in the air so i'm, right. I'm really confused on that I, hmm. i'm Good it's question. one of the
2: many times when I, I just was just – when I throw things at the screen watching this, I just the, – the Doctor, the Doctor, the last of the Time Lords, he's going to help create more Daleks. Really? Really, Helen? Really? Yeah. I mm, – no, 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 no.
1: But if you look okay. at it from how his char- – so if you look at it from a character arc or a character progression of the character of the Doctor – When we meet him as the ninth doctor, regardless of what he can't remember from the future, um, he, (laughs) he believes he's the last of the time lords. He believes that he, uh, you know, there, the Daleks are no more, et cetera, and so forth. The ninth doctor is very angry. We see this doctor become more of a hero. Maybe there's a part of him that has that spark of, of, Maybe hope, perhaps that the Dalek race that's gone could finally be changed and going forward be different from what they had always been for all these years that wiped out mm-hmm. his planet.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I see all that and I acknowledge it from the internal story logic. But the way it's played in the episode is that he makes the snap judgment that on the basis of this short conversation, he's have a Dalek sec, that he should that he should commit immediately to turning all of these humans into half Dalek creatures.
0: Mm, yeah,
2: yeah. And to me, that just it, it it happens too fast for that to be credible, that, that this would be so huge for the doctor. I don't know, but the, my biggest thing about this, and it's it's related to this, is that I've always said the reason why I can't take the Daleks seriously is because they're supposed to be killing machines, and for the sake of advancing <sighs> the story, over and over again, they don't kill the person that they say they're going to kill. And <sighs> and this episode is the uh, evolution is the worst hands down. They had the Doctor did the rights, man. <laughs> <laughs> over and over and over again. And they threaten him as we're going to kill you. And I think shoot, then shoot, yeah. stop saying it. Just shoot. And then the stupid moment, the doctor saying, you want to kill somebody, then kill me. Well, that sounds very brave, but what does he hope to accomplish by that? And again, they don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> just, it, it's just, but yeah, Helen, 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 Helen. So I don't, I just don't. Don't, don't. So, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then later on the doctor is struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Mike. Uh, well
0: uh, Yeah. You know, he I,
2: isn't he isn't vaporized, which is what, yes, which is like, what, what? happened.
0: <laughs> so are, are is lightning a result of solar flare? Because I remember them talking about solar flares um, in the first episode. Yes. But then there's lightning at Right. And, uh, um, maybe my science is off here. I, I just don't nope. know. I'm asking. Nope. No, it isn't. <laughs> I don't think the two have anything to do no. with each
2: other. And I, yeah. And so, yeah. Once again, I was just going, what, what? Mm, what? Okay. And uh, we, and we've got to get these Dalekanium plates off of the, the mast
1: <laughs> because <laughs> why exactly? I don't. Okay. There's so, something. so I've, yeah, I've got a, uh, another one for you. Now, oh. forget the lightning. The, um, Solar flare, which I would think would have solar radiation, yes. uh, produces in this lightning. I'm assuming gamma radiation that was coming yes. down. So, every, so when he's getting electrified, was, yeah. I'm thinking, okay, now I'm going to hear <laughs> Doctor Smash. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Why doesn't he? Why doesn't he turn
2: into the Hulk? Yeah. 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 Um, or the
1: Incredible Doctor. Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> no 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 just no yeah. and,
0: and,
2: and for for story purposes what what's more aggravating uh, than any of that to me is that it it the it it show sort of has multiple climaxes and it's not not in a good way it's <laughs> not it uh, it it seems like the story is over and then there's another plot thread that's revealed at that moment that needs to be dealt with and then it, and then it happens again and then it happens again and then it happens again and And then then we then we sort of dial it back and say, well, there isn't going to be an easy solution for for Laszlo. You know, we're going to have to kind of negotiate how he's going to live the rest of his life. I mean, wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, I I, I can't keep you from talking about you, but you can live here. (laughs) Yes. Well, well, that will be nice then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The guy has been turned into a freak who hates himself and he's, and he's dying. So the gift that the doctor gives him is to make him live longer.
0: <laughs> Thanks, pal. Thanks, buddy. Hey, but he has that beautiful woman at well, his side. So, you of, know, that there's worse. They oh, can, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And maybe, you know, it damaged his ears and something and he can't, you know, hear that voice. Oh wow! God, Sorry, wow. I couldn't. <laughs> hey, I, don't anybody listening. Don't get mad at me. I wear hearing aids. So. But you like Harley Quinn? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I but do like, like Harley,
0: Harley Quinn. So that's okay, right. same voice, same voice. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, good point.
1: Now, now here was something that did irritate me a little bit, which is again not having watched this in so very long. The um whole idea and they even say this word in the story when they talk about merging the doctor i mean not, i mean the, the human dna and the dalek dna and to create a hybrid and I, when they say hybrid i'm going to series nine and i'm thinking you kept saying over and over what a big mystery the hybrid was yes. And you've already talked about a freaking hybrid back in that's series right. three. Yeah, Don't you remember? It was not like sack. Yeah. A- yeah. Um, yeah. Um, now, one thing that I did find that was interesting that I want to mention before we kind of wrap this one up is there is a song and I think it is the song Clarence you were referring to that Tallulah was performing you put the devil in me was part of the, um, the song that I'm referring to. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, wow. I have heard this. And then I remembered where they sing this song or the song is playing in the background in a scene when the doctor is going around at the visitation. I will call it at the end of an end of time part two. So that was a tie in to a previous episode that I didn't get until now, which makes that kind of cool. So it is, this is a nice connection.
2: Uh I had what, uh, what may be a trivia question that might be fun to see if, um, listeners answer, but it also may be so blamingly obvious that it's not a good question. Go for it. So I'll just ask you, and if you know the answer, don't say it. Okay. (laughs) But tell me if you think it's too obvious. Okay. But, uh, we were talking about the Baftas earlier, which are really more like the Oscars than than the Emmys. But um, Academy, uh, our Academy Awards, the Oscars, are usually given to American performers naturally. Um, but every now and then, there are British actors who are in American-made films, and and so they they end up becoming Academy Award nominees. And I mean, like in the Big Five, like you know, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, uh, Best Screenplay. So um, in this season. Freema and David Tennant, they get to work with two Oscar nominees,
0: hmm. and one
2: of them one of them is in this episode.
0: Hmm.
2: Ooh, good. So I guess I was wondering, because uh, I, I think you know who it is in this episode, and I'm thinking, do you know who the other one is? Because British actors being nominated for the Oscars, it's kind of a big deal.
1: All right. Cool. Parents. If you
2: don't know, then yeah, then we'll- uh,
1: I will go ahead and be honest and say, I do not know. either. Great. good. Good. Then it's a good trivia question. So we'll,
2: we'll put that out there. And, uh, if, if somebody responds to this, uh, after listening to the
1: podcast, then, uh, we'll come up with some kind of a prize. We'll give them something. Cool Beans. So if you do know the answer, the way you can respond is by sending us a message on Facebook. You can go to facebook.com backslash discussing who, or you can go to our email at host at discussingnetwork.com and shoot us an email. That's actually cool. So I want to, like, start doing this, Lee. That was brilliant. Let's start doing this because I don't That's know the good, answer yeah. to that. And, okay. Clarence, do you? I I
0: mean, I know the one, but I don't know who the other guy is cool. uh, or a woman. <laughs>
1: okay, cool. Very cool. Well, I don't. So I really hope that someone listening can send us some feedback and see if you know who the answer who these two people are because I don't. Awesome. So guys, is there anything that you guys have written down in your notes that we have not covered yet that you want to cover before we do our final uh, rating and review? I just have a few things real
0: quick. Um, One of my most favorite moments of these two episodes is when... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, the the Dalek uh, sect turns into human Dalek and about, you know, five minutes later, the two remaining Daleks look to themselves and say, in layman terms, do you trust this new guy? Yeah, I'm like, no. <laughs> you know? I just laughed my butt off on that scene. I thought it was great. <laughs> it's a real problem for them, you know? <laughs> it was classic.
2: It was yeah, classic.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and also, I had a question about what did Tallulah mean when she told Martha that her and the doctor were different? I, I have opinions, but I, I wanted to ping that uh, against you guys and see what you thought she meant. Hmm.
2: Oh, was well, she then she says, uh, oh, oh, because oh, the doctor's into musical theater, huh? With the yeah yeah in in, in okay yeah is in in the world that I live and work in, yeah that's a that's a uh, kind of a, a coded euphemism for being
0: gay. He's into musical theater. Oh, that's what it was. See, I was totally yeah. different. I was thinking totally different. Say, I, I didn't get that was because he was black. I was thinking because he was black
2: and he was yeah. white. Yeah, which doesn't get mentioned at all. Which is which is lovely. But you know, uh, yeah. No, she she's saying yeah. He 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 won't be with you because he's. He's I gay. did not get that at uh, all. I man. didn't get Why? that either. And then when the doctor's excited when they get into the theater, Tallulah says, "See, told you, musical theater."
1: <laughs> wow. See okay. now I want to go I, back that and watch totally that. Different. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Clarence. I didn't get that either. Yeah, I thought she was. Oh, he's black and you're white. You know, you can't yeah. be together.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. I mean, yeah, I didn't get that. That's cool. So, Lee, anything else from you before we uh, do our. I
2: really. Yeah, I really don't have anything else. I-
1: well, I've covered all of my things. So then I'm just going to point back to you and say, on a scale of one to five, final rating, what do you give? Or, or first, let me ask this question, guys. <sighs> do we want to rate these separately or as a joint combined story? I- I'd have to do mine separately. Okay, well, I'm good with separate. So yeah. let's go first through... um the daleks in manhattan and then we'll go through and do uh the um well evolution of the daleks second so daleks in manhattan the part one of two leave what say ye in part one of two i'm going to give it a 3.7 there's so so
2: much about it that i really enjoyed but you know the 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 problems that are going to manifest themselves in the second part are already they're already there
1: so, so 3.7. Yeah. All right. First part, part one of two, Clarence, what say
0: ye? I'm going to be right there at a 3.7. Yeah. I thought the first one wasn't horrible, but <laughs> it, it, it definitely takes a dive in the next episode. So.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to make it unanimous and say in part one of part two, I mean, a part one of two, I'm going to give it a 3.7 as well. It was not horrible. When I made my notes, I actually had a page of notes for part one. And again, not the best episode, uh, but it is better than some things that I have seen. <laughs> um, you know, um, what maybe fear her and, um, sleep no more, but still it yeah. is, uh, so a 3.7. So part two. Evolution of the Daleks. Let's keep going in the order we went. Lee Shackleford Part Two. I'm, I'm going to give that one uh, like a one.
2: Okay, one. Wow.
1: <laughs> just wow. What it's warranted a, that one?
2: It's just a shambling mess. Just, this is historical. Uh.
1: <laughs> did we that's, even that's, give? Yeah, uh, just... Did we even give Fear Her a one?
2: <laughs> have we ever talked
1: about fear of oh, yes. no, course we did yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no so it was we were, say fear we, her was we, so we bad placed. that you forgot we talked about it
2: yeah yeah i actually i'm thinking of a different episode i was forgetting what it's called but no i think we all had the experience of being a little bit pleasantly surprised by fear her. i wasn't we, anyway. we we definitely were my right. love, <laughs> <and> love, <laughs> <and> love.
1: <laughs> true love and monsters you are right you, we were yeah. we were pleasantly surprised um but Okay, so one. So Clarence, following up on that number one, what say you? Uh I
0: think mine might be a bit higher than one. Although David Tennant did his best Doc Brown impression, I'm gonna drop it down to about a three point one for the evolution of the Daleks.
1: Mm. Okay. So wow. So I was going to give it about a three, but since Doc Brown kind of irritates me. I'm going to uh give it off of Clarence's <laughs> Doc Brown comment. I'm going to reduce it down to a two. And the only reason I'm giving it a two is Martha Jones equals one and David Tennant's Tenth Doctor equals two. So for that alone, I will give it a two. And you know what? I'll even go so far as to give it a 2.25 because Dalek Khan was in there and – you know, I like Dalek Khan and future episodes. So, uh, 2.25 for me. Wow. We were not kind to do this two part. In other That's, news, who, who hates Doc Brown? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have watched it, Jesus. but, um, you know, I watched all three of the movies and went, loved the movies as a kid, but I don't know. He, I did not like that actor. What's his name? Um, Christopher uh, Lloyd? Yes, as, as Uncle Fester. I did not like him as Uncle Fester. Oh, but no, no, no,
2: that's, no, that's terrible casting. I, I didn't, didn't care, but man. You know, he's one, I, he's one of the best Klingons ever.
1: Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. anything oh, else yeah. I've seen him in. So maybe, yeah. maybe Uncle Fester has festered in my head yes. against Doc, yes. Doc yes, Brown a little bit, uh, because I love Doc Brown and the, uh, traditional movies whenever I watched, uh, you know, Return to the Future or Back to the Future, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> But having said that, <laughs> Return of the, well, wait, that was Return of the just, Jedi. Just in,
2: admit that you don't know what you're talking about. Move on.
1: I did watch all three of those <laughs> mo- movies with Marty McFly starring Alex P. Keaton. So there you go. Uh,
0: That's right. W- well, from one, one time property to another, you're wrong, sir. Okay. Because he is awesome. All right. <laughs> That's
2: right. right. Well, well, That's right. Well, I'll Do take, you love Doc Brown or you're wrong
0: okay
1: (laughs) well since you two have ganged up on me i'll i'll say Doc weld is like totally awesome (laughs) he's heavy (laughs) but yeah we weren't kind to this poor poor story so if you disagree with us if you were kind to this story you know let us know send us some feedback you can send us feedback at host at discussing network.com and we will either play it or read it on the show so you know, send us the feedback. Tell me how wrong I am and tell me that Clarence and Lee are right that Dot Brown is the greatest. <laughs>
2: that's,
1: He's still that's a bad a uncle. D- Discussing
2: BTs. Yeah. That's yeah. A different. Different yeah. podcast. Oh, but do write to us and tell us who were the two Oscar nominees that. Uh,
1: yes. Yes. Turn yes. up
2: in this season of Doctor Who. So, yeah.
1: mm. So guys, if people were listening and wanting to find out where you can be found elsewhere on them, their internets, where might they go? So, Lee, where might they go to find you on them? their internet?
2: Oh, out here on the interwebs, Um, you should look for me at relativitypodcast.com, and I'll take the opportunity to mention that Relativity episode 31, which people have been panting for since last spring, for God's sake, will probably come out next week.
1: Oh, yay. yay. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, happy days. So, Mr. Clarence Brown, where might other people find you in addition to Relativity Podcast? Where might they find you?
0: Um, I would say just check out uh, Techpedition for all your tech news and
1: happenings,
0: which can be found at techpedition.com. Cool
1: beans. And for anyone listening who also wants to find out other things that the three of us are working on, I encourage you to visit DiscussingNetwork.com and you'll find out about all of our shows and also click on the links and find out how to subscribe to all of our shows. So thanks everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope you are back with us for our next episode. And with that, we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at discussingnetwork.com.
2: Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again, 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful Voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussingwho. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussingwho. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?